0: Himelo Mutine on SAFM.
1: Alan Rays is a founder and CEO of Ray's Corp. And he he also deals with a lot of small businesses and understands really on the ground what all of this means. Alan, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon.
0: Thanks, Pamela. And good afternoon to you and the listeners.
1: So, of all the people that you deal with regularly, um, what is your, personally, your number one concern?
0: My... my, my. It's, it's a concern, but it's a concern that I can do nothing about, mm. is to, to know when this is going to end. Sure. We're looking for certainty as, as businesses always, mm. you know, we work in an uncertain environment even before COVID, now it's, it's so uncertain, we just want more certainty, so my biggest concern now is around when will this end so that we can plan, and that's the big issue, is that. People, like always, if you tell somebody something's going to happen, even now the lockdown, the question about when things are going to happen, whether it's good or bad is less important than knowing that it's going to happen. Then you can make a plan.
1: So the the trouble with all of this, Ellen, and uh, this is where I think all of us are finding it difficult, is that we are looking for somebody to give us that answer, right? We all waited yesterday to hear what the president is going to say. And many people said, well, he said nothing. Of course he said nothing. The point is... The president doesn't know when the epidemic is going to end. The president doesn't have a vaccine. So in as much as we may be seeking answers from leadership like the president and maybe the medical professions, uh, professionals and so on and dates on when the lockdowns will happen, the truth is we are sitting with a pandemic and that answer actually will not come from anybody unless we get a vaccine and we don't have it.
0: Yeah, so, Pamela, Pamela I, I think from, from my perspective, you're right, 100% that this is unprecedented, no one knows, uh, the president doesn't know, uh, you're right. But there there are the spaces in between that we, we can control. Mm-hmm. And so, from a leadership point of view, what I'm telling my my leaders in, in the businesses, I mean, I work with over 500 yeah. small businesses, mm-hmm. Um is that there's two parts to how you need to be thinking about this. One is that let's call it the sentiment. You know, they're, they're, that this is from a sentiment point of view that we're going to look after our people. We're going to. This is this is our, our perspective. The second thing which needs to follow that is detail. And and and. Then you start talking about in this department we're going to do this, mm. in this department we're going to do that, In that, this department we're going. We not you don't say we're going to have to retrench. Mm-hmm. People want to know which department is it? The whole business is it? My department? People want to know specifics. So we always, as leaders, have an opportunity, and and this is what I'm saying to to also any entrepreneur out there that for as far as you can give. Because even even if it's good or bad, people then know and can make a plan. If you're going to retrench a whole department, rather than being grey about it, just that I, we are I going. These are the reasons, and then people can make a plan. Or if you're going to have a salary reduction by 20% or 30%, then people will know that they have to restructure their their yes. overhead. But for as far as you can give detail, and that's really um my message to our entrepreneurs in a
1: perfect world Ellen, i hear what uh, you hear exactly what you're saying that's in a perfect world but this is the reality of what we've been living with right so for instance if i were owning a small business and i employed five people and as you said follow what you've just said Be transparent. Tell people what your plans are, whether you can survive this, whether you cannot survive this, and so on. And I've been an upright citizen. I've been paying my tax. I've been doing everything. I have registered my employees at UIF and done everything by the book, right? Mm -hmm. And and yet… The other side of the hand doesn't follow through, which is what we hear. I mean, there was a lady who called here in tears who said she got a whopping seventy cents from the UIF after having paid for so many years. So, in other words, she she had everything in place; she had every intention in place to keep her staff. But the, the, there is a portion of of all that's happening here that makes you also feel a little bit like, well, I I, I think I know, but. I'm not so sure.
0: Yes. So so I think we all are in, in that position. Myself, yourself, we're all sitting in, in a huge amount of uncertainty. But like like anything else, it's about you. And when I say you, are you plural? Yes. Everyone, yes. Um, taking control of what you can take control of. I can take control of the choices. I can sit as a... As somebody in, in a victim state in, in the sense that I wait for other people to do and say things for me, or I can look at what I can control around my environment, including my attitude by the, the by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. I- including phoning up people on, on my contact list on my phone, including mm-hmm. uh, looking at what resources I have and how they can be repurposed, including and I can the list can go on. I can take control of those things that are un- that I can control. And then, just like the saying goes, and I have to let go of the things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. But what what is happening now is we are so focused on all the things we can't control because it's so big. Mm-hmm. And I understand it because I have my moments where I also, you know, sigh and go, this is this is too much." You know, I need uh, I need an hour to lick my wounds now because the the the, the dot is just so bad. But, but you've got to come back to the place that you can control, and once you're in that state, you you already it is, it's, becomes a virtuous cycle because then you start to move some pieces and see those pieces knock onto other pieces, etc. and and all of a sudden opportunities start to present that because you're focusing there. But when you're focused on all the negative and all the things that you're not con- in control of, you can only get depressed. You can only feel exasperated. You can only feel like you you are in a total state of um lack of motion like you just cannot cannot move like many people saying, i want to do things i just i just
1: can't you spoke just now about attitude ellen uh, and, and i'm I'm interested in in what type of attitude one should be having at this point because the if we look at the facts, and as you said, if you look at what it is that you can control, okay, you're a small business, and the reality is that um, you're a kind of business that is uh, that relies on a, on cash flow, high cash flows, mm. and um, in fact, generally you thrive, okay. So generally you move things around, whether you sell liquor, whatever it is, that, that that's the one thing, for instance, okay. And and what's what you know right now is that the regulations stop you from selling alcohol. That's what you know right now. Mm -hmm. What you know right now is that that cash flow has completely stopped coming in. So that's what Mm -hmm. you know right now. Mm -hmm. What you also know is that in a normal economy, this is a good business, you know, and you've done everything in your power to make it thrive and it has been thriving. What we don't know is the other stuff that you spoke about so in terms of the attitude and what you represent to your employees do you then present the reality of folks actually (laughs) we've got nothing okay and um, we, we don't actually have anything, and I cannot pay you anything. And, uh, I, you know, I've tried UIF. I'm not getting any pleasure. I've tried small business, a de- uh, a Department of Small Business. I'm not getting any joy. Let's just go home. Or do you say to them, um hang in there while i try fight the business the small business department and i fight uif what kind of attitude do you transfer to the to the employees do you become overly optimistic or do you become very real immediately
0: it's both at the same time so i'm going to give you a i'm sorry there's going to be a long answer yeah, to that that's because okay. it, it deserves it deserves a, a, an answer that's complex and more real yeah. So we have to. First of all, uh, what what I say to the entrepreneurs is, you have to go there. You have to go to the worst place ever. Is that I'm going to close the the business mm. down? In your head, you have to go there. So so I, I'm very much about being realistic, and this is not you know with the rose-colored glasses on. The, the, the times are really really bad now. Let's be let's be real about that. They're bad. Yeah. And from in my opinion it 's still going to get worse just by the way from from an external point of view, mm. I think a lot of the pain is still coming through the system. Mm. This is a system shock, and the system is recalibrating itself mm. and so all sorts of opportunities and 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 dangers are going to present we 're seeing a lot of the dangers right now, but there's also a huge amount of opportunity mm. so let 's go to the the practical the practical uh, stuff now that you can do. Mm. So I'm going to just share with you what I share with my entrepreneurs. Um, um, I I have got a a, a title, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm a I'm a bookkeeper,
1: yeah.
0: Or I'm a hairdresser, or I'm a this. I've got a title, and because I've got a title, we attribute a utility to me. If I'm a hairdresser, I cut hair. Yes. Okay. If I'm a bookkeeper, I do books. Yeah. But the truth is that every single individual in your organization is not just a bookkeeper or a hairdresser or a this or a that. Their their utility is broader than their label. Mm. So what what I I do is uh, what I've done internally is I say, look, it's almost a skills audit. Mm. What else can you do? What mm. else are you good at? What are you passionate about? What did you perhaps study? Let's look at your CV. <laughs> you might be doing this for me now, but what did you do in the past? Mm. So, What other skills do you have? Mm. All of a sudden, I go from, let's have an organization of 10. Yes. I come from a me- mental model that I've got 10 people in my organization. Now I've got the equivalent of 30 or 40 different skills mm-hmm. available to me. So now I've, what I've called, exploded my my skills base. Okay. right? Because now I can reap purpose those people in a different way. I'm going to give you an example yeah. now. Yeah. The, second, the second thing I do is I go, what resources do I have? Mm-hmm. And I often share this example with entrepreneurs. The problem with us as human beings is that we simplify things and we give them names and then they have a single utility. So if I say to you a glass, you say to me, I uh, say, so what do you do with a glass? You drink from it. You drink <laughs> liquids from it. Mm. Um, but a glass mm. Can be a cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. If I break it, it, can be I can use it as a weapon. Mm. I if I bare grills, I could make fire out of it. Mm-hmm. I could ro- I could use it as a rolling pin. Mm. But because I labelled it as a glass, a glass, then I drink out of it, mm-hmm. and so all the other utility falls away in, in my head. The same thing with all your resources. Your car is not just a car. Your car is a transport vehicle. Mm. It's all sorts of other things. Your, your laptop now has just all of a sudden become a telephone and a, com, you know, a communication device and all sorts of uh, other things. And, and you start to explode also your other resources. Yeah. So you do two things. You explode your skills yeah. and you explode your resources. And now you've got options. If you are, are smart and in, in, in laterally thinking about how you recombine that, and start to view the world in terms of what are the opportunities. You can combine those skills and resources mm. to to sort out opportunities that present. But if coming back to my previous statement, you're in a, in a state of mind where it's all bad and uh, mm. this is bad. And you're right, you 100% right. It's not that you're wrong, and I, that everything's good. You're right, but that does not serve you getting out of it. It doesn't serve you to. To, to focus on all the negative. It serves you to pull yourself out of that yeah. and then start looking for opportunity and then combining your resources with the skills in order to do something. I'm going to give you a real example. I want to, this is a great example. Yes. A plumber. Yes. A plumber who can't plumb. There's a plumber who says, look, I can't get out there. Yes. He says, but I know how to plumb yes. and I've got a computer and I've got a phone. Yes. And so I can teach people how to actually do their own plumbing. One hundred and sixty this was about two weeks, two weeks ago he had yes. one hundred and sixty seven thousand followers on YouTube, yeah. which he was getting revenue now from from youtube from is a plumber who's actually become almost like a celeb because he, <laughs> he he repurposed his skill together with his with his computer and a, some lighter and, and a phone and and became a celebrity
1: i mean. You know, I mean, you say this and and I'm chuckling a little bit because i mean you've you, you've you've given us if if we were to be optimistic we we would say it's also a time for great opportunities, right? I mean, whether you are ready or not is besides the point, but it is time for opportunities. I suppose what what it also requires, though, is an adjustment because that plumber who's become a celebrity, the truth is that they're not making the same amount of money, but they they can adjust, okay? And I'm thinking to myself now for, I mean, I'm not obviously preoccupied with the hairdresser we spoke about earlier, but I had noticed something before, anyway, for about a year or two, um, which I thought was fascinating every single time I went to the hairdresser and I kept saying to my hairdressers, this is now a new phenomena, right? So what I had noticed is my hairdresser, um, whether there would be six of them in the salon at the same time, but the percentage of real human beings in the salon was <laughs> about 20%. It was for me quite a shock to my system, but they were busy. You know what they were doing? they were doing wigs. (laughs) They were, they were doing up people's wigs. So somebody would come and drop their wig and leave and come back and pick up the wig, which was washed and styled and all sorts of things and whatever. And it became it. And I kept saying to my hairdressers, Oh my gosh, you know, when was the last time, how many of you actually get to touch real hair lately? And so what I'm thinking is you're right. I suppose, it's not all doom and gloom and suppo- and maybe it's time, even though we're not ready, to jump very quickly to that new phase of what new life will be like going forward. Because mm. I'm sure if someone said, okay, look, we are on lockdown, I'm not allowed to trade, but I can certainly wash a wig in my house, mm. right? And uh, we can still deliver, which the government allows us to deliver goods. I will just drop and deliver your favorite hairstyled wig at your house. And then you send the old one or the one that you need to be zhuzhed up and then Mm. so on. I'm just making an example. That's a
0: great, great example. I'm going to borrow that example. (laughs) It's a phenomenal example. That's exactly the kind of thinking that we need. It's exactly, the, the, the. it's a wonderful example.
1: Uh, Listen, we can talk all day, and I think there's a lot that we can talk about. But thank you so much for making the time, Ellen. Thank you. Really appreciate the time you've given us. Ellen race who's the founder and CEO of, of Reese Corp and uh they are an incubator he, and he deals with almost about 500 of, of 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 people who ride um who who are running small businesses and so on so that's for me quite a an interesting conversation that I think we just had there but the point here is this right we're not making light of the situation that's that's the point I want to make we're not making light of the situation but I, I often find that if if you seek the silver lining oftentimes you'll find it okay and right now lots of people are desperate lots lots of people are feeling helpless and i think part of our job is to see how we're going to pull all of us out of this deep hole okay so that's why we're having this conversation i'm not at all making light of the conversation and 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 the troubles that we're in but just maybe just maybe you will think about it differently this time. And just maybe something will spark in you to say, ha, maybe I could do it this way. Just a thought.